Hey everybody, this is Peter and I just spend my time just telling stories and slinging for Jupas. He is sadly podcasting from a galaxy far, far away. It's Mike. Hello. Yeah. That's sad. It's not that far away. It's sad for me. So this is, this is the first podcast that Mike is doing in a remote location because he moved away from me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have intimacy issues. I'll about that. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got an awesome episode today. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. We have Kristen and Kate from the Book Wars podcast. Welcome. Yay. Guys. <laughs> Kate, talk so they can differentiate our voices. I'm yeah. Kristen. I'm Kate. Thanks for doing that. That You're is welcome. easy. I would have never thought of that. It's important to do when you have two women on a podcast <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of people think our voices sound the same <laughs> for whatever no. reason. But I think me, me and Kate have different enough voices, but it's always helpful to establish. <laughs> you, get, you really get that from people? People really say that to you? Yes. Not, yeah, not really with me and Kate as much as like with anybody else. <laughs> but yes, with yeah. sometimes with me and Kate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, how would you describe in your words, book wars? Go for it, Kate. I, I, I knew you were going to let me take this one. Uh, <laughs> so, um, book wars pod, a little self-explanatory, a little bit not. So we're not a book review pod, but what we do is basically what you guys do, except with the canon novels and a whatever else we feel like basically anything that's not the actual movies so we've talked about um rebels on the podcast before we've talked about uh the battlefront video game um yeah so basically we do a deep dive into anything star wars that you can't see on the big screen cool so Mm -hmm. right now you just released an episode on Catalyst, which, Mike, you like that book a lot, right? I do. I like that book a lot. It's one of the few books I like. I haven't read that one yet. Um, Can you recommend anything, or are you reading anything interesting, Star Wars or not, that you can recommend right now? Ooh. uh, Of course. What do you you got? Now now you've piqued our interest by saying (laughs) one of the few books you like, so Mm -hmm. you you gotta give us a little bit more about, like, what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? And then we can kind of point you in in a direction. Okay. Well, here's what I liked about Catalyst. Um, I feel like it was one of the most well-written books in the Star Wars canon. Um, That being said, the author, uh, whose name I butcher all the time, is James Lucino. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Yep. Um, yep nailed it. He's great. He's a really terrific writer. I like him a lot. And then I happen to like uh, Claudia Gray a lot. Um, Ooh, yes. But any any other author, just really not a big fan of. Um, so it, it, I think it may be an author preference more than more than anything. See, I just like Lost Stars because I like when that Imperial and Rebel get it on. Okay. <laughs> that's a great book. It's it a, is. Yeah. Lost Stars. Lost, is that's Lost why Stars. we loved it. Yeah. That was a joke, yeah. but that is my favorite book of all yeah. the Star Wars books. That's oh. close second for me, Lost yeah, Stars. That's a gotcha. great nice. place. If, if you're going to pick two authors to, to follow and like in the new canon, you, those are two good ones. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if you continue to read the books by those people, we're huge Chuck Wendig fans. But if hmm. you don't like his books and you don't like his books, yeah. you know, his, yeah. his style is not for everybody. It's really, really like character driven. Um, yeah. 
which we think works really well for Star Wars. And, you know, we talk a lot about that on, on the pod. Um, hmm. But, you know, everybody... Get, I don't know if you guys knew this. You get to decide what you like and you don't like within Star Wars. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Fire Kathleen Kennedy. That's not true. <laughs> they need to make <laughs> only things I like. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, for... for I, I don't want to go down too much of just talking about all the books, but I, I, I am actually rereading the Aftermath trilogy. I gave up on the first book, so I don't even know if I'm rereading it. Um, <laughs> but I'm in the second book now. And what I find is I tried reading it when it first came out, and I think I just was so disoriented because I didn't know what the First Order was. I didn't know why I'm supposed to care about like whatever's going on, really. Uh, it came out before Force Awakens, but now I feel like in hindsight, now that I know where the story is going, I know what the resistance is, I know what the for First Order is, I'm really enjoying it a lot more. Yeah, totally. Um, one thing awesome. we... Yeah, we, we did the first book, right, Kate? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing we've definitely talked about um, with Chris, our other co-host, who's the one who roped both of us into doing this podcasting thing. Kate's <laughs> uh, husband. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, I thought it was sweet. Casey was annoyed by it. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're just gross. Um, but uh, so he started reading um, the books before I did. And I know one of the hills he kind of had to get over was that he expected something out of the books that he yeah. like did like, didn't match up with what he had in his mind. Um, and he especially had that disconnect, I know, with Aftermath, because he was like, I was expecting this to kind of be more like the Legends universe, where it's just, mm. you know, Han punching otters and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. I like that. Um, I think I also had a lot of that back. I just found it really hard to follow. But mm -hmm. now that everything's out, I would recommend you check it back out again. Um, especially audiobook helps, I think. Yes. Yeah, I, think that would I think that would help me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll give that a try. All right. One last piece of housekeeping. Oh, read Thrawn. Oh. Yes. Mike likes Thrawn. Thrawn. I like Thrawn, and I, I'm awesome. loving the comic adaptations that are coming out right now. Ooh. We've heard good things, but yeah, yeah if you like, if you, since you know Rebels, you'll like, I think you'll like Thrawn. I thought it was yeah. really, really interesting. Nice. So, in honor of our guests, this is a little thing they do on their podcast, and we are stealing it. <laughs> what just is everyone? Yeah, just for this one episode. Unless we like it, then we'll do it forever. So no, sorry. We're not going <laughs> to steal. We're not going to steal it. What is everyone drinking? Mike, Mike are you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a, a wonderful chamomile tea and mm. mixed with a little bit of honey and lemon. I have about eight of these a day. <laughs> that sounds very good and healthy for your because body. I just want no, it's mostly just that I'm lazy and I just want to go to bed all the time. <laughs> and I try to keep that mood perpetually going in my life. So just chamomile, chamomile, chamomile. Ready for bed at all times. My plan is just kind of being in the sleepwalk stage until death. That's so yeah. incredibly accurate. I'm like that without the chamomile. I don't... Okay, know, okay right, what are you Kate? drinking? I'm drinking... All right. I have got... Um, just whatever Trader Joe's version is of that, um, sparkling hard, hard seltzer stuff. <laughs> because I've I always can... been intrigued, but I've never tried that. It's not bad. It's basically um water if... that gets you drunk. Yes, so I can pretend <laughs> that I am hydrated while drinking five percent 
ABV. Um, this is pomegranate flavored. So mm. I'm being festive. Nice. Yeah, this Kristen? is just a, a joke description that I stole from from probably Twitter somewhere. Um, but it's it, Kate. Is it like drinking a vodka soda while someone yells a flavor in another room? <laughs> Actually, yes. I know, right? <laughs> I heard someone once describe LaCroix that way. Yeah. I'm like, that's pretty much what like the White Claws are, except the White Claws are like the kind of more popular ones, um, <laughs> yeah. which I so respect Trader Joe's for just absolutely ripping off everything that has ever come out ever and making mm-hmm. it Trader Joe's because we will continue to buy it because yep. it's cheaper. Yeah, mm-hmm. percent. 100. Um, <laughs> they basically invented gnocchi for me. Uh, so Wait, you're true. Italian. How did Trader Joe's invent gnocchi for you? I don't know, you ever man. tried to just... make gnocchi? It's a pain in the ass. He's Italian and lives with his Italian grandma. What did, what's going on oh, here? I'm shocked. Why isn't she making you gnocchi? What is going on? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if she lived with me, I would say, can you make me gnocchi every day? <laughs> She's made me pasta before, and it is beautiful. Yeah, oh, I'm, making, sure. I'm, making, I'm making her a huge dinner tomorrow, so maybe I'll make it gnocchi. It's her birthday tomorrow. Good. Happy beautiful. birthday, grandma. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, no shots Aww. fired at grandma. I, I, <laughs> She's wonderful. I blame Aww. you if you're not getting pasta. <laughs> Listen, uh, what are you oh, drinking? I'm drinking, uh, as always, I'm a, I live in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm always drinking a heavy ale or IPA. Um, I'm drinking a gigantic brewing company, Sassy Pony Hoppy Pale, which they did Ooh. for uh, Pride Month. And uh, it says, she's a sassy pony, frisky and hop forward. <laughs> Hold on for a ride around barrels of juicy citrus and tropical hop flavors. Um, it's not That's actually beautiful. Big. It comes in at like 5.5. Um, it's just a, a really well-rounded, I would say, uh, but hop forward pale. It's not too bitter or anything. Um, Gigantic's one of my favorites. So they, they make great beer. I get over there as much as I can and get it. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I've never had that before. I am drinking Michner's Small Batch American Whiskey. Um, it is very good and it was given to me as a gift and I know nothing about it. Sounds very fancy. It tastes like whiskey, which I like. It's whiskey. Yum. Yay. Cool. So let's get down to business. Mike, are you ready? I am ready. Uh, Kate, Kristen, you guys ready to jump into this episode? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, so we are talking Season 2, Episode 3, The Lost Commander, a.k.a. Space Jaws, a.k.a. <laughs> Weird Jedi Fishing Trip. Yep. On the Desert official uh, yes. description, Ahsoka Tano sends the ghost crew to Celos in search of an old friend, one whose leadership and strategies, strategy skills could help the fledgling rebellion. But will this legendary commander be willing to join the fight? We start... Dealing with the aftermath of the skirmish that we had in the last episode with Vader, where he destroyed Phoenix home, the home base of Phoenix squadron and commander Sato is not happy with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love, Ezra, yeah. And I love Ezra's idea of how to, um, his plan mm-hmm. would totally be my plan. I loved it. Uh, let's just hide. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, so he says that they should lay low and seek shelter because they can't fight right now. 
Harrow brings up the fact that they probably need allies who know the Outer Rim and can help them because they don't even have a place to hide. So I like this episode because we're Which starting is a great to get counterpoint to go and hide. <laughs> I know hide, hide where <laughs> it's like. What are the things we need to hide? Um, Invisibility cloak. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I like this one because Ahsoka actually has a little bit to do in this one. I'm, I've been lamenting in the first two episodes that it was a big reveal that Ahsoka was in this series and that she ha- didn't really do anything. Um, so see, she suggests that she knows someone who might be able to find a base. In her words, he is a great military commander with a vast knowledge of the Outer Rim, but she's lost track of him and the transmissions that she has been sending have not been answered for a while. Um, and she just decides to bury the lead and not yeah. <laughs> tell Kanan things. About yeah, I know, person. right? So I like that, her creepy. This is jumping a little bit, but it's just like, trust him. Nope, Kanan, Kanan, trust him. Like, it's not reassuring at all. What kind of conflict resolution is that? I kind of felt like she was trying to mind trick him in that. Like, You've been away too long. But question for everyone. Mm-hmm. Did anyone not know who was going to be the reveal of the clone troopers? Like, did it feel heavy handed? It's hard for me to remember in the moment because it, I remember it being in the promos and stuff, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I th- want to say that Tumblr ruined it for me anyway, uh, so typical. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I didn't know because I, I'm never like <laughs> one to watch the trailers and things like that. Kate, I'm pretty sure I like excitedly texted you about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do I, I'm, love like, clones. A huge, yeah, I'm like a huge clone stan, so I was mm. excited to see them back. Um, I, I mean, can I ask what you like about the clones? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't love... Other than just being cool? (laughs) (laughs) I don't love the clones in Rebels, to be fair. I think Mm -hmm. that it's okay. Um, I think it was kind of almost a necessary loop back in that Filoni likes to do, where he brings everything back together all nice. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but... I mean, I was just a huge fan of the the Clone Wars TV series, and, and I loved, like, the Order 66 arc and all that the pre-arc of that yeah what was the pre-arc called oh the the one with fives <laughs> yeah i don't remember it either when they discover the chips and they take them out of their head uh, yeah. which yeah resurfaces a little bit in this episode which i like mm-hmm. it, it sure does which is kind of why i i was taken a little bit by this episode but it, I, I knew it was a lot of nostalgia not just because the episode <laughs> the episode wasn't necessarily any anything to try, to write home about Nessus, you know, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's because Fives is your husband and you were glad he didn't die in vain. <laughs> I know. That's the real truth. Thank you, Kate. Um, you're going to have to explain that. I don't get it. <laughs> well, I have, uh, you know, Fives is, if you know kind of the timeline of the Clone Wars cartoons, um, Fives was in uh, Domino Squad in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I, I remember who who he is. I remember yeah. how you how you got him to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Before how did you get a marriage license <laughs> for a cartoon character? <laughs> She's a very impressive lady. You know, I, I have my. I can't reveal that. Okay, fair. Portland's a crazy place. <laughs> oh, that is true. Um, one thing I do want to call out is we mentioned this in the last episode, but Sabine got shot in the face and the chest last episode and just, just shook it off. 
But because of that, you will notice that she changed outfits since yeah. the last episode, which I know we've mentioned, but specifically, um, you could see right where she was shot in the chest. There's a patch of orange that was like, she had a very red and pink kind of outfit before. And now it's more orangey and there's a little patch where she was shot in the chest. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. She got a bunch of orange on her helmet. Um, in season one, she had a loath wolf painted on one shoulder and that ended to Jarek board like the hollow chest um, on the other shoulder pad. And she's replaced the loath wolf with a fry knock now. And over the Djarek board, she painted uh, the Arabesh symbol for five, which signifies that she's Spectre five. Uh-huh. Another weird thing about that too, which I guess is not weird. Cause if you're going to kill two birds, one stone, why not? She uh, evidently had time to dye her hair between episode one and two. Um, I didn't notice this at first, but it was like purplish blue with orange tips in the first episode. And now it's dark blue with bright teal tips. That's just reasonable. Yeah. I, I imagine she changes her hair every <laughs> other day. Yeah. It's like Scott Pilgrim. She changed her hair. So it looks nice blue. Yeah, I know, but she did it without even making a big deal of it or anything. She's fickle, impulsive, spontaneous. God, what am I going to do? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Do you think space Laura Dern helped her? probably well no she probably did it herself because she's wearing those stupid dishwasher gloves still and that's probably just her hair dyeing gloves that she wears every <laughs> single day <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's funny about space laura dern's purple hair is the only thing that my wife was upset about at the during the last jedi was that her hair was purple she was like she thought it was unreasonable like, <laughs> oh my god like no one else's hair is purple i've heard that complaint before and i do not understand it's it very strange it's like they don't have like hair dye in Star Wars. I mean, I know your wife and she's a lovely person, but I've honestly, I've heard that <laughs> argument from okay. like... Okay, so you think she dyed her hair purple, that it's not naturally purple. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the question, right? Is it... And if her hair is naturally purple, does that mean that she is 100% humanoid or is it some other mm. something? We don't know anything. So you're saying it's going to turn into like an Obama, like show us the birth certificate kind of thing. <laughs> Hondo Gate. I, <laughs> I um, I'm trying to remember the. I I didn't finish the Leia book. I'm really bad at finishing books. I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't offend you. But I think shame. So are we. This uh, is why we have to do the book podcast that we do. That's a good idea. Um. So. She is in the Leia book, and I think she's Alderanian. Alderani? Alderanistani? Alderanian? Alderanian? Yes. So, I I would assume that, I don't know a lot about Alderanians, but I would assume that it's hair dye, because I don't think that they can naturally have purple hair. Hmm. We're we're getting into the real tough questions here, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what we do. Like, let's spend 20 (laughs) minutes really, like, like, where do they get hair dye from? Like, what's it made out of? We're doing a deep dive on Honda's hair. These people are on the Celo system, and Mm -hmm. this is where we have to head, right? Yep. So, next scene, we move down to Celos, where this planet is basically just Tatooine plus salt. I guess. Yeah, so it's a salt desert, like uh, whatever the planet is in The Last Jedi, except for it doesn't have the cool red. Ahsoka sends them there to find her friend with the head of a tactical droid that evidently she's just been, like, carrying around for some weird reason. Is that the head of an old tactical droid? 
These droids were great at finding things. Calculating. <sighs> found my master and I a few times when we didn't want to be found. You don't travel around with <laughs> droid heads? Yeah, just with in the case. heads of my enemies? Yeah I, yeah, I do. So actually, maybe that isn't weird. I just have them in the trunk <laughs> of my Civic. <laughs> I mean, mm. it, it is Ahsoka. Mm. Not the weirdest thing she's done. <laughs> no. That is accurate. Um, so she says the droid will help search for a friend because it's great at calculating things. So it's a big calculator. And in the meantime, she will investigate the Sith Lord they encountered. So they go down to Celos and it starts beepity boopiting a very interesting series of numbers. Seven, five, six, seven, seven, five, six, seven, seven, it's five, homing six, in on seven, something. Seven, five, six, seven. <laughs> Seven five six seven, which we will come to know was Rex's call sign slash birth number. Yeah, which, yeah, which is probably when I should have known it was Rex, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't read numbers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would be impressed if anyone remembered that right away. I don't, I didn't pick. I, I just assumed it was Rex because he was the only real notable commander to me. Um, but yeah, I know, I, I totally forgot that was his his number. I don't remember whether or not I knew it the first time, but chances <laughs> are I probably did because I had probably just watched clones before it. So, but that's yeah. not a good reason. I just kind of feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, name a clone trooper commander. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone asked me that, I'd be like, okay, Rex. And then I'd stop. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm doing that thing that I do on our podcast where I look for the answer to something um, and then I come back to it. Uh, I'm on the Vice Admiral Haldo page Ooh. in my Star Wars Last Jedi Visual Dictionary and it says frequently dyed hair colored with uh, chromamites. So, dyed hair. <laughs> See, I, I told you we would figure out okay. what it's dyed with. I told you. <laughs> this is why we invited them. Mike, you're fired from the podcast. <laughs> Man, I, I don't have that book, so... I have the book right That's here, fair. too. I'm literally <laughs> looking at it, and I didn't even think to pull it up. I'm such <laughs> a loser. Oh, well, I know. I mean, mine's also right here. I was just like, wait, I wonder if it... I don't remember it saying anything, but it probably does, because it's the visual dictionary. <laughs> now Colors. I'm actually interested in... You said chromomites? I think it says chromomites. C-H-R-O-M-O-M-I-T-E-S. I think I closed the book. Nice. All right. We, we will table it for now, but I am actually interested in what that is. So look forward to that deep dive later. Yeah. Well, this is the best part of the episode. Yeah. After in my notes, I wrote down Hal's moving ATT. It's the coolest thing ever. Yes. I'm glad someone else made that visual connection. <laughs> right? It looks, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's, there has to be an inspiration there. Oh yeah. It's mm -hmm. Filoni. So. Hal's moving ATT. I love it. Yeah, um, I really like this this tank. Um, I don't know if either of you have opinions of it, but I thought this was a really cool touch um, for them to kind of commandeer it and make it all Mad Maxi. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, one of my favorite things is that I, you know, I was rewatching the episode last night, and every time I rewatch it, I notice something else on it, like. Mm -hmm. oh, they've got a whole landing platform and a laundry line and <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything you need yeah why do they have a laundry line i, I feel like they wear that armor all the time okay maybe multiple sets of armor <laughs> well no i was, actually makes a lot because i was noticing i rewatched it earlier today and i noticed new things as well and one of the things i noticed is like that armor is really dirty like i get you're in the desert but what you can't just like wash your armor every once in a while 
I think that's all the armor. I think that armor's pretty old, guys. <laughs> I think some of it might be unable to wash off. Yeah, dirt. but I mean, it's just like, why, just because you're a hermit doesn't mean you have to dress badly. I mean, come on. Also, the t-shirts, the yeah. the burger comet. Yeah, that, so do you know oh, what that is? <laughs> no. I wrote, down, I wrote down something for it. All right, what do you think? What is it? All I wrote down was cool pack sun shirt. <laughs> oh my god it is a cool pack sun shirt um but it is also oh my gosh i gotta find my notes because i wasn't prepared to talk about this yet but they come across three clones on this tank wolf rex and gregor so gregor is the one wearing like the cool tank top with the burger burger rocket on it in the clone wars so we've seen all three of these characters in the clone wars not just rex there was a story with Gregor where he was in a crash. His transport was shot down and he was in a crash and then he lost his memory. So that's why he has, he has brain damage now. So that's why he's kind of like the crazy uncle. Yeah. And he lost his memory. Couldn't remember. He's a clone trooper. Doesn't know anything about the war. And so he works in a diner on the planet that he crashed on. And so oh, that shirt oh, is yeah. the logo for the diner. I have the name of it somewhere. I want this. that shirt so bad. Power Sliders Diner, which is the oh diner he worked at God. during the Clone Wars. Power Slider yep. Diner. Amazing. Yeah. I don't That's really. Incredible. Do you think it's better or worse than Dexter Jetster's Diner? Um, worse because everything is. Okay. Dexter Jetster. <laughs> it's the pinnacle. Do you think it's better or worse of than Star the Diner Wars in uh, the Emperor's New Groove? Uh, that's worse because that's second goes Dexter's Jetster goes everything in Empire's or <laughs> Emperor's New Groove and then everything else is behind it okay just checking because Disney Universe so it's mm-hmm. they probably could go to any one of those yeah um so the other ones uh wolf led Wolfpack squad under Master Plo Koon and he lost his right eye to Asajj Ventress um Gregor served in Foxtrot Group um, but as we said, he was in the transport crash. I don't remember this episode very much, but I guess he kind of gets his memory back just in the nick of time and saves the day in this Clone Wars episode. It sounds he does. exciting. Oh. He does. And then he gets blown up again. So he's really, really off his nut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Poor guy. Um, does he love fishing? Yeah. So out of the three clones, do you have a favorite? Either anyone can answer that open question. Oh, I love Gregor. He's completely nuts. I relate to that <laughs> on a spiritual level. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like Rex just because he, he's an he's an old standard. Yeah, and he. I love how we learn that he didn't ignore Ahsoka because mm, I'm like yeah. Rex wouldn't ignore Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, I like there was uh, I think he was in Rebels Recon. They were talking about. I was like, what was it like to record with uh, what is it, D Baker Bradley? D ba- Bradley, D Bradley Baker. Baker. Yeah. yeah. What was it? What was it like to record with him again? Um, and they're saying that. Uh, oh my gosh, what's her name? I'm so bad with names. I'm so sorry. Ahsoka's the person who does Ahsoka's voice just couldn't stop crying in the booth while they were recording together because she likes him so much and likes the character and the relationship that they have together. I feel like it's like a little real life Rex and Ahsoka. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Huh. I like that. Well, that is lovely. 
That's thing incredible. That. that makes me happy. Yeah. Dude, I got to talk about how hot Kanan's coming in this whole time. He is <laughs> I got to talk about how hot Kanan is. <laughs> this whole no, time. He's me. been so hot. Um, <laughs> he's just coming in strong. Like he yeah. is such a he's such a grump. They're clones. Kanan, wait. Stop. Jedi. They've come for revenge. <laughs> The Froster, old man. That's all you, Boyo. I'm getting you down. Stand down, troopers. Now, that's an order, soldier. But he's a Jedi. A Jedi. I know, I know. But they weren't the ones that betrayed us. Remember, Wolf. Remember? Kanan, Ahsoka said to trust them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. Past stars <laughs> and whatnot. And, you know, I get it. Clones killed clones everyone that he loves. I get it. Yeah, but, you know, that's it just seems like a hasty generalization to place that on all clones everywhere, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man. Really, uh, really calloused heart there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Kristen K., have you... Do you read the... Are you into the comics at all? Mm-hmm. Have you read the Canon comic? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have really any insightful information to add to this, just a plug at this point, because if you're interested in kind of why Kanan is the way he is about this, I think the Kanan comic did a great job of filling in those holes. You actually see him get to know his clone troopers. You get to see him, what happened during order 66 and his master, Deepa Balaba, um, saving him. It's very, very, very good run of the Marvel comics, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, if you haven't read it and you're listening to this and you like Kanan, go read it immediately and mm-hmm. then tweet at Kate about it. <laughs> yes, Kanan Jarrus, super so, fan. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, you you changed your Twitter name recently. I did. Yeah. It, it now says protect Jason Sindula at all costs because I'm a normal person. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so they get there. There's a little bit of a kerfuffle because Wolf doesn't trust the new people and Kanan doesn't trust the clones, but they get past that. Rex calms things down and he says that he will provide them a list of bases and codes that he never reported to the empire so that they can potentially get a new base. Yeah. And all they have to do to get this is get them dinner for a year. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking, since we're providing you with the list of bases, um, there's something you can do to help us. No thanks. Sure. What can we do? Out there, deep below, roam the chupa. Elusive big game. <laughs> When we're lucky enough to sling one in, it'll feed us for the whole year. Just the biggest weird desert face fish. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, in my mind, that's when I was, you know, again, because Star Wars is derivative of everything. Um, it just, it's it's just the worm from Dune. That's true. Like, that's all I can see. And like, that's 100%. exactly what I imagined from Dune. <laughs> Well, you you mentioned this earlier, um, and I have two things to say about this. So you mentioned that it was Jaws in the desert. Dude, even the music is freaking Jaws. Everything everything about that chase is like derived from the Jaws scene. Like I even went onto YouTube so I could hear the Jaws music of the chase scene. Like that very like the very first scene where they're chasing Jaws. Like they've got him on the hook and they're chasing him, and it's kind of exciting. And they try to kind of keep it 
up tempo and like kind of fun. You know what I mean? That, that whole scene, put that side by side with this <laughs> scene, and it's incredible. Like the music is the same. It's like in the same key. It's is like, it the music that goes same. dun 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 <laughs> yes, dun? Oh yeah, yeah. No, you know what I'm talking. You know what music I'm talking about, though, right? <laughs> yeah, but you have. <laughs> Thanks, Bowie. <laughs> This is the first to, song I learned to play on guitar. Oh I'm still notes. <laughs> I'm gonna have um, to rewatch that because I can't. I am completely tone deaf, and I just when there's music <laughs> happening in the background, and I can't hear it. So. Yeah, um, I didn't notice the music ever, so I like that. I like that that catch. Um, the two things I was gonna say is you're actually right. Dave Filoni said that this was specifically inspired by Jaws. I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> Second thing I'll say is I've never seen Jaws. What? <laughs> I also haven't me? seen Jaws. What? Oh, it's great. Y'all should watch it. Yeah, now I'm like I'm afraid. I'm surprised. I'm not I'm not surprised cuz I'm like I'm not saying like it's a such a good movie how mm-hmm. you seen it. Like the movie's fine. It was just but it's just such a part of the cultural cultural zeitgeist of the you know. Yeah. Uh, is that and then i'm shocked you haven't seen that's like someone saying to me like i've never even seen a piece of star wars i'm like that's not true you've seen pieces i've never seen star wars either what that i believe (laughs) (laughs) um it's like there's a couple of blind spots i have where now i'm just too afraid it's like andy dwyer like i don't know what that is and i'm too afraid to ask now like me too yeah right i like the idea of jaws in my head more than i'm like afraid to risk it and not like it that's nah, one, I'm should, gonna break you your heart. It's not it. that good. Just watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, it's fine. It's a fine film. All right. You know what? You I know will what? watch it. Reasons you should watch it are simple, simply for reference points. It's like, it's like it's like so much of literature to people. I'm like the only reason people read Shakespeare is so they can pick up on the references and like modern literature. <laughs> like it's not like they suck as you know plays and books. They were great at the time, but just you want to read them to catch the reference. Don't Did you just say that's the only floor. reason people were? Read Shakespeare. No one Shakespeare for fun. No one, and <laughs> the people who do are not people you want to go to a party with. I'm looking at my Norton Shakespeare anthology on the shelf as you're saying. I know. <laughs> me too. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, the shocking thing about this too is Mike is a literature literature master uh, and an English teacher. <laughs> yeah, he teaches oh, English. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, but he hates Shakespeare, so... So he's self-trolling. I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, I just don't know no, why but... we're still reading old white men every day. <laughs> That's This true. is a great point. We're not going to argue with you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but John Williams did the music for Jaws. That's another good reason to okay. watch it. I like that, too. Um, so, I don't have a lot... I want to say I don't have a lot to say about the Jupa, which is the giant space worm, because oh, I actually kind of hate it, but I have a lot to say, too. How about you start, oh, yeah. Mike? What do you have to say about it? I just want to start with some quotes mm-hmm. right here from, um, from, from Gregor when he says, if we're lucky, we'll catch Big Bongo today. <laughs> and all I could think of is, how do I use that quote in my everyday life? <laughs> We need to work on our on our Gregor impression because I feel like that's one that's not used enough. Hmm. All right. But just that quote. Yep. How do I integrate that? That space worm, though. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure yeah. it's, again, derivative from Dune, right? Yeah, so I didn't see anything about that. One thing I will say about the space worm is, you know, they say they're going to eat this for a year. 
and it's not oh, just like yeah. a worm like i'm being like condescending to the to the animal it's i looked it up on wikipedia it's literally a giant worm so they're just going to eat worm steaks for a year it's really like gross logistical concern i know it's disgusting it. right because what i all i could think about when i saw the size of the worm was one how do you butcher that two how big is the freezer in your yeah, you know, <laughs> moving castle you have to store all that stuff and then like I, that those were my main concerns where do you store it how do you actually butcher it they're on the salt planet i'm assuming there's some sort of process mm, yeah worm jerky uh touche yeah. uh-huh touche that sounds delicious okay oh, fair. That's, that's so gross <laughs> <laughs> so i also want to say that this whole thing is very inconsiderate i think like we're really glossing over the actual horror that this clone's plan was like they were going to straight up feed this stranger to an animal on a line that could be broken rex calls out like we gotta like the regulator might give out and then we lose zeb like that's a jerk move also like why didn't someone say something when they were making him walk in front of the thing while they Mm -hmm. were like fishing i'm like why is everyone fine with this this is obviously not chill yeah um this was like i was looking up all the easter eggs and things like that for the episode and people were really impressed with the fact that this thing was made out of a republic backpack one that ahsoka tano might have worn so that's a little easter egg that like the whole contraption that zeb is wearing is just a backpack i guess oh that's cool um but they end up catching big bongo it is big bongo to gregor's delight um zeb is eaten by him but they hold on to him and they shock him a bunch of times which i didn't really get um and then shoot him in the face jaws yeah well that's another thing i wanted to ask um so they need one person to drive the tank one person to shoot the worm and then two people to shock it with the prods so how do they do that with three people normally i'm well i was assuming that the reason they wanted help is so they could get a bigger a bigger bongo bigger get a bigger bongo (laughs) because they're just used to you know small bongos (laughs) they can do that that on their own Uh, okay fair the thing the thing i wanted to know was like what is the physics i mean i'm asking what's the physics in star wars which (laughs) is my first problem but that's what we're here um, for i know so if you're shocking the line and Zeb's attached to the line, how, mm. like, on so many levels, how is Zeb not dead right now? Yeah, that's a great point. I'm sure there wasn't very much oxygen in the stomach as well. No. This was not no, well no. thought out. No, it, 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 it really wasn't. The other thing I noticed this time around was that, like, I remember, you know, that it was Gregor's idea, but I could just like the complicity of the other two was just like mind blowing. (laughs) Do you know what? I think these are Kate legitimately good questions. And I feel like I have an equally disappointing answer for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The force. Is it because Zeb's wearing like rubber boots? No, it's because it's all fake and in space. Yeah, I know it's a kid's show. Oh. He got his he got his rubber gear on. <laughs> I did that thing again where I look things up. Um, uh, John Williams also did the original score for this episode. Really? So, That's really. Kiner composed it, but John Williams was probably uh-huh. like use Jaws. 
I like Does that. that like, like, yeah, John Williams actually really likes to do that. <laughs> He's usually like, Jeez. We, oh yeah, I've done, I've done this before here. <laughs> yeah, we need a real time we'll fact checker on this podcast. <laughs> if you're open to another it's job, fine. we're happy. We're happy to have you. <laughs> Pays nothing. <laughs> yep. Anyway, but that's why it probably sounds like Jaws because John Williams loves to do huh, that. That's so really anyway, interesting. Sorry, yeah. We, well, that's we have fair. music on the brain. We just did a, a mini pot that'll come out at some point about music so anyway Ooh, going. i'm excited that for that makes sense when you write music it all kind of sounds the same everything i write sounds like a cisco song so <laughs> um wait kate didn't you say that you music just like goes in one ear and out the other for you oh yeah i was not on that episode oh, you just weren't on it at all <laughs> no um which is really sad for chris because he has perfect pitch like actually and so we'll be in the car and listening to the radio and i'll be singing and not even realize it and he'll just be like must not crash the car like it's it's a really bad experience for him oh that's fantastic so so sweet yeah we had we had another friend of the pod on so okay who who is a great musician that chris and i both know nice that was fun cool i am excited for that one um i also like about the worm how (laughs) so they do kill it and zeb comes out of the mouth unharmed evidently and he's like he turns around and looks at it and you can literally see the life draining out of its eyes like it has red pupils that turn to black which is pretty dark for a kid show Wow, I didn't notice that. I know. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in Rebels. If you take a second to think about it for a while, you're like, wow, that's really dark. Like how Sabine shoots every stormtrooper in the face? Yeah, just executes them point blank. Yep. Um. So, while this is all happening or before, who knows, time's a flat circle, Callus receives a message from Silos informing him that there is a Jedi and some other ruffians on board. Commander, we've received a binary transmission from an old clone unit on Silos. Something about a Jedi. That system is removed. Haven't all the clones been decommissioned? Yes, and while the clone's number checks out, he has a record of calls of delusional distress. I wouldn't take him too seriously. Send a probe to investigate. All leads must be pursued. That planet is far away from wherever Callus is right now, so they decide to send a probe droid to investigate instead of going by themselves. Not just any probe droid, Peter. Possibly the most acrobatic <laughs> probe droid in all of Star Wars history. I noticed that too. They, I've seen how I've seen how they've moved basically everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But, when I'm playing Battlefront, pff, they ain't nothing. Yeah, but here, wow, it's pretty wild. In yeah. the original story, they obviously didn't have any sort of. I think we first see him in Empire Strike Back, Strikes Back and they were just like tied to a rope and you just saw these legs dangling. But I noticed what you noticed too. Like they, this droid just sneaks into the ship, you know, goes on Facebook, messes around with the computer a little bit, <laughs> sends a message. I don't even know what it's really doing, but it's really just the fact that it like moved the chair out of the way. I saw that. I was like, whoa, Mr. Big Shot over here with the arms, huh? They actually just had one decent prototype and they sent it there. Now <laughs> yeah. it's now it's gone. Yeah. I was gonna say it didn't seem like it had the, the self destruct at any point. Yeah. Government bureaucracy, so. right? Just build one of the good ones and then the rest are knockoffs. I mean this thing's like I always just assumed those like legs were just kind of 
I don't even know what like part of what helped it hover, but I've never seen a probe droid use those legs as like little arms. It was even like propping them up on stuff, like using them with some dexterity, which was very confusing. I've, I, I honestly don't think I've, I've seen that anywhere in Star Wars. Where have you seen a probe droid lift the legs and like put them down and like type or like, you know, like wave to people? It's weird. Have you, can you, can we all just take a second right now and think about a probe droid walking on the ground? Please no. <laughs> I don't like it. It's so creepy. That's a spider. Very spider mall. Yeah. Hmm. Um, one little, like a Charlie Chaplin vibe. What Charlie <laughs> Chaplin movie did you watch? Fair. Um, one other little Easter egg, um, Callus between episodes one and two has received a promotion. Um, we don't know what the promotion is, but you can see from, his badge and collar. He has a couple little new squarey dotty candy bar things. Um, oh, those! That's his fire making badge. <laughs> he got a couple more merit merit badges. He made a fire. Yeah, he made oh a fire God. when he blew up Minister Tua and made some room on the corporate ladder for himself. Hmm. Because you know they blew up that other person. Yes, I know. He killed his coworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First political mm-hmm. murder. That's yep. what it is. Um, and so. While Sabine, they, uh, they've got the Jupa and I, this is a very small touch, but I like that Rex is like, all right, so we got the locations are a computer. The only thing you'll need. And Sabine's like a data tape. And then she pushes him out of the way and goes in. And I'm like, can you imagine someone doing that in real life? If you're like, Hey, uh, you're at work and you're like, Hey, uh, Kathy, can you pass me the stapler? And then she pushes me out of the way. <laughs> Kathy sucks. I wish that what my life. Or how offended would you be if someone was like, hey, can you hand me my phone? And they're like, I just went through every text and email you've ever sent. Oh, yeah. like, I don't know. All mm-hmm. the moral implications of like, uh, you have no privacy. Yep. If Sabine's around, make sure your phone's on. <laughs> yeah. Um, seems slightly different, but I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, Sabine. I'm a Sabine defender because that's like me when someone doesn't really know how to do anything. I'm like, can you move? Uh, oh, <laughs> I will do. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will not move. Just like, oh, you need a floppy disk, right? That's what we use. Yeah, <laughs> need a flash drive. Floppy disk. What are you using floppy disks for? I'm not. That was. <laughs> that was to remind myself that I'm not as good with technology as I used. Maybe to be. that's what was wrong with your computer earlier. Yeah, I was trying to put too many floppy drift. Di- yeah. <laughs> you didn't have enough floppy disks. You weren't changing them out fast enough. Oh, God damn it, not again. <laughs> um, yeah, my wife does that too. Like we have a very narrow passageway in our house. And if we go in there at the same time, she just looks at me because she expects me to move. I'm like, okay. She's not wrong. <laughs> I know, right? It's very Han and Leia of you. Yeah, I've maybe done that to my husband. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure that she's the Han this Han in this relationship, and I'm the Leia. <laughs> oh, what? So you're the. All right, I'm not even going to. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I kissed my sister, and so I'm the Leia <laughs> in this situation. Yeah, I guess you're right. Actually, <laughs> um, so when Sabine goes in with her precious little computer disks and downloads the locations for the bases she runs into previously said 
droid. Um, yeah. They have a little bit of a shootout. The Phantom is damaged because it is parked on top of the tank. And while she's in there, she also discovers that Wolf betrayed them. The clones gave us up. They warned the Empire we're here. Wait, what? You're mistaken. We would never do that. Oh, I found the binary transmission to the Empire. And there are messages Ahsoka sent to Rex, and he never answered her. What? I never got any messages from Commander Tano. I knew it. I told you. They can't be trusted. Kanan, wait. Is this true? Wolf, what did you do? Yeah, that was hard. It was... Wow. And he... He has... It's such a weird, like, he freely gives that information up. Like, zero <laughs> denial. Yeah. Which is so odd to me. Because he's like, do you know what? They're like, they confront him immediately. And he doesn't deny it. He's like, yeah, I gave him up. And he's like, I think that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that was weird. You, yeah. you don't feel strongly about anything. Like, he's the most ambivalent character I've ever seen. I really liked how he, uh, when they were going to confront the clones, he turned around. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, no. he <laughs> Not it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nose goes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. It didn't count. The, the, um, the thing I thought was more disturbing is how quickly they, um, they just forgive him. She's like, oh, you turn us into the police? Oh, cool. It's okay. We all make mistakes, bud. Thanks for saying sorry. Especially like when they know the Empire is coming now. Yeah, I know. They're like, nah, it's okay. But now the Empire is coming and we have no ship. <laughs> yeah, but he said sorry, so it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other piece of information, which I think it was Kristen, you alluded to, was earlier in the episode, Ahsoka was concerned because her messages, she's been sending messages to uh, yeah. Rex and they haven't been returned. So the other thing that we notice is Wolf has been intercepting those messages. Wolf's a real Dobby. I, you know what I mean? Right? Like his friends are <laughs> writing to him. He's swiping the letters. <laughs> like, don't come back to Hogwarts. Like they're the same. Yeah. I thought he's like a real Millhouse. Like I don't know if Millhouse oh, actually okay. did this, but I just feel like his personality is just like, come on, Millhouse. That's right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> thankfully rex is a great shot yeah so that was that was a cool thing um the probe droid is getting away and they're like you better make this right for your friend and so rex gets his rifle out and just one shots from super far away the pulls a viper pulls a berry pepper yeah that's a saving private ryan reference no one's gonna get berry pepper yeah, I think it's a, the sniper in Saving Private Ryan. I watched that movie too much. You mean uh, Vin Diesel? No, Vin Diesel wasn't the sniper. <laughs> oh my god! Vin Diesel was everyone in Saving Private Ryan. Okay, sorry, this whiskey uh, might be getting to my head a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. The chamomile <laughs> help. I'll counterbalance. You. <laughs> the ga- ga- oh chamomile's getting to your head a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting a little sleepy. Um, <laughs> I do like Rex's. Rex has a, a heart to heart with, um, <laughs> with Ezra, mm-hmm. and he gives him the most boring Hallmark line ever. <laughs> like he's trying to inspire him. And I'm like, man, you're not really, you're not super good at inspiring people. He's like, someone said to me once, and then you like expect like a nugget of gold. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the best leaders lead by example. 
that feels so <laughs> vanilla. That feels so boring to me. See, I liked that because oh, I was like, you, okay, this I'm, is like the four. No, I, I liked it because I was like, I'm pretty sure that was a fortune cookie in the beginning of a, of a Clone Wars episode. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like how this conversation is going on and Kanan's like two feet away from them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed he just has, he's like, because uh, Ezra responds, I like, I did have a great teacher. Kanan. He's just like two feet away, but kind of cool guy, like keeping his back. He's like, yeah, I heard that, but I'm not going to turn around because I'm too cool. I just feel like Rex saying that, you know, he heard the original person say the best leaders lead by example is like saying, yeah, I wrote the happy birthday song. <laughs> like everyone, that's, that's not even a saying. That's just something that's been around forever. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, speak. Who did, who did write the happy birthday song? Um, I think it was Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Rex, which we've been doing this entire episode, one thing that we failed to mention is I really like that you can see the incision in his head where the control chip was taken out. Um, I think that yes. was a really cool detail. Didn't know. I was I was actually looking for it this time on all the clones' heads, and they do all have it. Yep. Yeah. Luckily, he shaved his head so we could see that. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Mike, have we discussed control chips on like a deep dive or anything? No. I can't remember. No, we haven't talked about it okay. much. Um, we'll probably go deeper into it, but I, I was looking up facts about it and I thought this was interesting. I haven't gotten to this part in the book yet, but I guess in Life Debt, um, be part of the book, they are trying to liberate Kashyyyk because the Wookiees yeah. are all enslaved. And I guess the Empire yeah. put control chips in all of the Wookiees' heads. Yeah. To try to control them and inflict no. pain at will, which is that's, dark. It's brutal. Yeah. Also, in the new Vader comic, probably that came out like two, maybe it was the last one that came out, mm -hmm. um, or it was Star Wars. Can't remember that they're kind of crossing over right now. Um, one of the Jedi's is surrounded by clone troopers, and then like former Jedi's turned like Inquisitor kind of people. And he, to get out of the situation, goes, execute order 66. So all the troopers <laughs> turn on oh, the ex-Jedi. What? Because it was like, it's like, once a Jedi, always a Jedi. Oh my gosh. Man. So they start killing the people who are on their team, who are like inquisitors. But then the other Jedi who said that also has to escape. And I was like, that is such an interesting thing. So you can just say that <laughs> anyone can say it? Like, any time? Like... I don't know. It's pretty wild implications. That is messed up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's really That's cool. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, it just came out. Um, it's cool. So, this episode, I feel like, was was the first, was a Siege of Lothal to be continued? Yeah. I know it's two parts, well, but was it, it official? It was to be continued because it was originally released as one okay. piece. So, it just kind of seamlessly flowed. So... The Phantom is stranded. We know the Empire's coming. I don't think we mentioned this, but Chopper didn't repair the hyperdrive for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mom Hera. <laughs> I love this. So love conveniently. Just Chopper I know. being a little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> getting reamed by Because he was making, Hera. quote, more important. Yeah. Like, what was the more important thing he was working on? Because she says that with such, like, uh, like indicting like inflection that i'm like well what was he doing like mm -hmm. was he i don't know i know i Making say this all the time but i love mom hera and this is the most mom hera mm -hmm. that she's been thus far on the season this whole yes. exchange is so great um oh man i 
I was I was watching last night to prep for this episode, and my <laughs> husband was sitting on the couch next to me, and he wasn't really paying attention, but he looked over at that part where um, Hera's just busy scolding Chopper, and she tells Kanan to just um, go ahead without them, and he makes a space, and he's like, yep, I've been there, and I was just like, excuse you? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I feel like you need to have like, I mean, I'm sure things are all fine and lovely, but I just love a Star Wars podcast where all you do is air your dirty laundry of <laughs> you and Chris. That's kind of what we do yeah. on the podcast. Fair enough. On the book wars. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, but so the ghost is stranded and out of commission the empire is coming and they don't have the phantom so we are coming to an old-fashioned showdown and then we are hit with the first to be continued of this series and that is where this episode ends dun, dun, yeah. dun. yep um before we get to the next part anything else that you want to say about by the, the way all i have to say is i don't uh, i'm I'm kind of giving away how I feel about this episode a little bit, but I don't feel like this episode warranted or was worthy of a <laughs> to be continued because I'm not that intrigued. And that's that's all I'll say. You don't like Cubas? I like the episode, but I thought it I thought it could have st- stood on its own. Yeah. Well, I guess if we're going there, let's just go to <laughs> let's just go. One more thing, the 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 happy birthday song was written by sisters Patty Hill and Mildred. Oh my god, you, you are a saint. <laughs> In eighteen ninety three, you are oh my god, great. executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna just loop you in on all of our episodes from now on. I had to give my girls Patty and Mildred their ops for writing oh, the happy birthday song. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. They were getting actually... so rich off of that song for a very long time too because they copyrighted it. So anytime that it, that's why if you go to like TGI Friday, they're like, instead of singing happy birthday, they go happy, happy birthday, ba, 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 ba. like they have another song because if they sang the happy birthday song, they would have to pay royalties to Mildred wow. and Patty, you said? Yeah, Patty <laughs> and yeah. Mildred. Wow. Sisters. I think they were teachers. Yeah, they got super rich off that song. So good for them. But it's now wow. public domain because it's been over a hundred years. So Patty and Mildred can suck my butt. <laughs> I'm going to sing happy birthday as much as I want. Right on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday from the dark side. Happy birthday to you. Well, so how we end each episode is we rate the episode on a scale that we have devised to um, rank how we feel. Mm -hmm. So it goes a little something like this. Peter, do you want to give your rankings from the best thing in your opinion in Star Wars to the worst thing? Sure. So, on a scale of the throne room battle in The Last Jedi, which is my favorite thing in Star Wars right now, to Jedi Rocks, which is the special edition song that was added at Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi, which is my least favorite thing in Star Wars right now. That's amazing. I give this episode 
the ending of Return of the Jedi in the special edition home video release because I liked it all fine enough. I liked the ending of Return of the Jedi until they had to slip in that one little thing to ruin it, which in Return of the Jedi's case was Hayden Christensen as a force ghost. And it ruined the whole thing for me. And that's how I feel about this episode. I liked it. I actually liked it a lot. But then they had to put in that Jupa thing and I kind of hated it and it ruined the whole thing for me. So I'm giving it a C minus. Wow. Jupiter thing was like a third of the episode. The, one little thing can just ruin the whole thing. It's just like Hayden Christensen. Just throw him in as a ghost somewhere. Just ruins the whole thing. I don't even wow. dislike Hayden Christensen. Okay. No. He's tight. Yeah. When it was in the theaters for Return of the Jedi, they had the... Oh shoot, I forgot his name. Again, really bad on names. But whoever was Anakin in the original thing, old man, Force Ghost, Anakin, in the theaters... Then they changed that for the home release. So I remember I was hanging out with this girl and we were watching all of Star Wars and that was the first time I had ever seen it. I was not expecting Anakin to show up and it showed up at the end when we were watching it at home and I threw something across the room because I was so mad oh about my it. That seems like an appropriate response. I know. I was young. So let's. I was probably in high school. So please forgive that. But I was very upset. <laughs> I might still do that, honestly. <laughs> that would me. And I like Hayden Christensen. I just hated that change. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, guys. I'm going to stop myself from going on a rant, but I can rant about this for a very long time. It doesn't even make sense why it'd be Hayden Christensen. I think that's reasonable. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mike, what's your, what's your rating scale? I'm very heated right now. I need some chamomile tea. Um, all right. So my scale is uh, the best thing in Star Wars is Luke leaving Dagobah and Return of the Jedi and looking back on Yoda's hut and seeing the light slowly go out in his little home. I uh, thought it was so heartwarming too. The worst thing being that Han Solo was given his last name by an Imperial officer. <laughs> um, doesn't make sense to me. Nope. Um, I'm going to give this episode a old Luke fishing on a cliffside in The Last Jedi and catching what I can only imagine is a Magna Carp. <laughs> um, it's fun. I like it. It doesn't progress the story, but I like getting a look in on, you know, how people live and what's going on. So, uh, Kate and Kristen, how about Kristen? What's the letter grade on this? Yeah. Oh, I don't what's know. The letter grade? Um, it's probably like a B minus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going favorite thing in Star Wars right now um, is Leia using Han's detonator trick mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that we learn he did with a rocket and she does with the real thermal detonator, which is incredible. Yeah. Oh, I never made that connection before. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, to... Oh man, you guys use so many of the worst things already <laughs> that I hate. Uh, uh, Jesus, Literary are we lot? Does it have to be in the? Does it have to be in the movies, or can I say it could be anything. the worst thing being the st the Star Wars fandom this week? There we go, perfect. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> That's the worst thing oh, about Star man. Wars this week. <laughs> man, why can't we all love each other? It's so bad. Mm. <sighs> People are out here being not great. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I give it, uh, the scream Luke makes when his hand gets cut off. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Would you like? That's really good. Like yeah. Solid. Scene. Would you like oh, to okay. reenact that scream for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can't. His voice is much higher than mine. Oh my god. It is. <laughs> Can somebody like? At Mark Hamill when this episode comes out. <laughs> Perfect. I know. Sorry, Mark. But it was a, it was an amazing scream. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but I think it's fair. I think that's very middle of the road because we all felt very mixed emotions about <laughs> it. We were like, what? What an incredibly weird turn and well acted scene. And also, oh my God, he lost his hand. We don't really even know how we're going to solve this problem yet because it's new for Star Wars. Okay. I'm trying to think of a term for that scream, and all I can come up with is the Will Hamill scream. <laughs> I don't think it's good. That's a bad suggestion. That's okay. No. <laughs> Kate, do you have a scale? I sure do. Uh, so, my favorite thing in Star Wars right now is the Holdo Maneuver. Mm. And it's a good one. my least favorite thing is um, Anakin um, complaining about his feelings after that dinner where he floats Padme the pair. <laughs> 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 he just he just cries a lot. I just can't I can't I can't deal with that much emotion. It's just it's just too much. Um, so I think I'd give this episode. Um, Yoda on Dagobah trying to beat R2 to death with a stick. Oh, it's lovely. It's really fun. <laughs> Which is probably around a B because it's hilarious on the surface and then you delve a little deeper and then you feel a little bit bad that Yoda went nuts being trapped on Dagobah for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fair. Mine. Awesome. Oh. I like those scales. Thank you so much for joining us. How do the people, how do the people find you on social media? How do they get your podcast? Where can you be found? Yeah. Um, so you can find all of our past episodes at uh, bookwarspod.com. We're on all the major podcasting platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram at bookwarspod. And if you, um, I don't know, want to, send me complaints about anything mm-hmm. I've said, uh, bookwarspot at gmail.com. And if you want to follow my Twitter, in which I get very sweary, um, I'm at Lusitania, so that's L-U underscore S-I-T-A-N-I-A, because my friend likes to make puns out of my maiden name. <laughs> and you didn't say one swear word this whole I know. Episode. Did I not? I was going to ask you guys. I know. You were, no, you, you didn't. Were really you did good. a really good yeah, job. Thanks. I was drinking, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Our uh, our podcast at Bookworms Pod is rated explicitly because <laughs> it's very explicit. Oh yes, because I'm on it. <laughs> so is Kate. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> 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 Peter needs to play one thing in this episode. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's I really uh, tried. <laughs> yes, it's we, uh, we go we go fast and loose with the with the colorful language, it's, but it's a lot um, of drunk it, screaming. Therefore, it is. Uh, if you for some reason would like to follow me on Twitter, it's a lot of uh, expletive screaming about <laughs> sports and politics and Star Wars. So just proceed with whatever caution. Um, it's it's Keeks I T S K E E K S. Perfect, and I will end this with. The hashtag that, I don't know if you started or just propagate, but Star Wars rep matters. I love that you guys keep pushing that. So I will plug that on your behalf. And yeah, thank you. Say thank you so much for being on here. 
Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, check out Book Wars Pod. I really, really love that podcast. And I'm going to introduce some new transition music for everyone right now. Oh, okay. Awesome. Thank you guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. I get the joke. You know where to find us? Twitter, Instagram, at Rebels Rebels Pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, be brave out there. And don't look back. Don't look back. Bye, everyone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so upset. <laughs>